The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we'll be talking about Google's update on Core Web Vitals. Joining us is Jordan Cootie, who is an SEO strategist and advisor to search metrics. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked-to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings, and AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor to search metrics. Jordan, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, Ben. What's up? Oh, not much. Another day, another dollar. Just trying to get through the doldrums of the summer. How about you? Uh, same here. Same here. I don't know about the doldrums of summer, though. I'm enjoying my summer. Jordan, tell everybody where you are. You're in a party house next to Lambeau Field. I am. Yes. My family, we temporarily came out to Wisconsin to be with family and we're, we're in Green Bay having a good time. Beautiful weather. And the Bucks are playing in the NBA finals. So look, you're in the house that Aaron Rodgers built. And you get to watch your favorite team play basketball. And hey, we have algorithm news and updates. We're actually going to talk about this today and tomorrow. We're going to start with what I think is the big one. We've been talking about core web vitals like it's going out of style this year. And it's finally here. And we finally have a little bit of data to figure out what the impact was. Talk to me about what happened with Google's rollout of core web vitals. Yeah, so I mean, Google's rollout of core web vitals has been going on for quite a while now. Right. I mean, this is not news for anybody in the SEO community. Anybody who's a webmaster knows that Google's been touting this for over a year. They wanted this to be part of their main release schedule, the main way that they update and focus on updates to not only the SEO community, but to the sites that want to participate and get traffic from Google. They've been touting this for a while. Now, they had some delays with it, delays due to, I would call it, 
the pandemic and just kind of not really pushing too hard during the pandemic. But then also, I think, generally speaking, I'd say that they had some delays in getting this rolled out because they weren't quite ready to, or they didn't feel like they were quite ready to push something that hasn't been adopted by the community, right? They weren't, they didn't feel like enough people had adopted this and Google had learned their lesson, especially around how the mobile and mobile first was released over many years, that if you push too hard, too fast, it can backfire. And so I think that the core web vitals and that becoming part of the core release has been something that they've been implementing on a pretty slow and and judicious process. So we're seeing this happen a couple different places with Google. You mentioned the mobile indexing, mobile first indexing. We're also seeing this with Google talking about third-party cookies and the use of some tracking mechanisms. It seems like this is kind of Google's standard playbook. Hey, we're going to make a big announcement. We're going to state a date when we're going to launch it. We're going to try to get everybody to rally behind it. And then we're going to push it out a little bit and give people a little extra time to really make sure that they're ready or at least for the people that are going to miss the deadline, we're going to give them a grace period. It seems like that's the strategy for Google with these large launches that require the entire community to change their behaviors. Yeah, that's right. It is a part of Google's playbook. I mean, they like to make announcements about things and then they like to see how or if websites are going to react or respond to that. I want to believe that Google's a data-driven company. They're not just making these responses to like razzle up people, but they actually want to see that there's some sort of like investment or change. And to some degree that did happen with mobile. Tons and tons of websites adopted AMP. AMP is still a big factor in terms of it being a featured element within mobile and mobile search. So yeah, these changes have a material impact on the websites that are trying to gain traffic and rankings within Google, but also they have a material impact in how we strategize, how we prioritize, and how we deal with things on our websites. All right, so Google's got their playbook of big announcements, little delay, and eventually things start rolling out. And that's really the period where we are now. The core web vitals are here, right? They're impacting search results in theory. So what do we know about the impact of all the work the SEO community has been doing to try to preserve or improve their rankings related to Core Web Vitals? You're absolutely right, Ben. We're in the midst of this right now. This started getting rolled out in June of 2021, even though they wanted to do it much, much sooner. They expected to go on for about two, two and a half months. So we were probably not going to see the full rollout of Core Web Vitals until the end of August, which is quite a long period of time to wait for a quote-unquote update. But the reality is that what Google's really doing here is they're trying to process how websites are going to respond, right? So performance is at the forefront of this. And a lot of websites have taken some investment or efforts here. But ultimately, like what Google is trying to is struggling with is like, how do we make a decision on what is an actual rank and rank position for a different website that has taken an aggressive action? And is it still relevant? Is it still highly important? And I think it's really interesting because where we're at right now is Google's just coming out of a broad core update, which is a quality update. So Google has made some major quality improvements about who shows up in rankings. But then as we get further into this summer here, the performance indicators are going to make a determination, as John Mueller and other people have said, around tiebreaker situations. So who gets to rank number one versus number two? And I think that's where it's going to become very fascinating for all of us SEOs and and webmasters is like, 
how badly do we want that position one? And there's a lot to unpack behind that, but how badly do we want that position one is really at the crux of this whole update because it is a tiebreaker scenario. Google certainly isn't making it easy on the SEO community by rolling out core web vitals, which is something that we've been planning for for, I don't know, a year, a year and a half at this point, and then also rolling out a broad core update at the same time. We're going to talk more about the broad core update tomorrow, but the interesting thing to me is as an SEO, if you're trying to figure out, well, what's the impact of the rollout of core web vitals, you can't really figure it out right now because you don't know whether it's your content that is changing your rankings or whether it is the adoption of new performance metrics. So time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. How should SEOs think about prioritizing content as opposed to some of the technical optimizations they could be making? You're so onto something here, Ben. This is literally the nightmare we're all facing. Jordan, I've been paying attention. I may, I, I know. <laughs> I may only play an SEO on podcasts, but I've been listening. <laughs> Agree, man. It's like, this is the crux because I feel like for the last year and a half, we've been yelling and touting at all of our engineers, go make our website faster. Go make these images more uh, performant. Go, go clean up this code. And like, all of a sudden, like Google's like kind of also coming at us from the quality and content standpoint. And so there are some like really interesting use cases. Like I'll give you an example, the whole lyric space, right? Like all the lyric sites like Genius and all these other lyric websites, there's, there's many of them. They're really struggling right now because Google has taken a very different stance now through this broad update. There's been a big decrease in rank position for many of these sites. And it's part of the broad core update, in my opinion, because if you look at some of these sites, clearly they're fast, clearly they're performant. So it's really interesting that this new world that we're facing where it's gone away from even just 10 years ago, this panda penguin kind of dichotomy to this duality between performance and content quality. And how do I stack rank the tasks that my content teams, my engineering teams, my product teams are going to do to make my content quality better or my site more performance? And I got to tell you the truth. There is no good answer to that. Every website is in a very different place, but that is now the new world that we're going to be juggling for the next 
couple of years at least. So Jordan, let me ask you, do we have any concrete examples of where core web vitals have actually affected sites? Yes, Ben. We have some examples there um, where core web vitals have certainly helped certain sites. I'd say that one of them is really around the performance of e-commerce sites that are wicked fast, like the Amazons of the world, have a highly mobile experience. We've seen some good progress there in terms of specifically Amazon, a little bit in terms of Walmart. I'd also say that one of the sites that we've seen some really good progress on uh, as of recently is Spotify. Spotify has also made their site really performant, often was in a very good rank position for a lot of these lyric and song name queries, but never really ranked in position one. Oftentimes the, the core existing lyric sites were ranking one. So going back to that example, there's another example where quite possibly core web vitals has played an influence. It's really tough to identify these core web vitals, performance-based scenarios. And so I I would caution our listeners that really the only way to understand this is in a case-by-case scenario where your site is already in a really strong rank position. And so it, it would be a big misnomer to think like, oh, wow, look at this huge swing I just had where all of my pages went up by 10 spots. That's not core web vitals. That's something else. Yeah, I think my big takeaway from this, and it's difficult to analyze exactly what's happening because we're seeing content changes and we're seeing a content-related update and we're seeing a technical update happen at the same time. At the end of the day, we've heard from Google core web vitals, the technical aspect, those are tiebreakers. So I think the question becomes, when you're starting to think of what you should focus on, if you're faced with that sort of you mentioned duality, the scenario of, well, how much do I push my engineering team as opposed to my content team? Where should my area of focus be? It seems like fixing the content and focusing on the content is really where you're going to make big strides. And winning a close race is where you should be focusing on some of the technical scenarios. That's absolutely correct, Ben. But the interesting thing for most websites, there's a lot of competing interests in both of these scenarios. And oftentimes you've got different sets of content or better performing content that you want to rank a little bit higher. And then you've got other sets of content where you're like, why the heck isn't this even on the map? I'll give you an example. I recently was working on a blog that has content for over five years. They've been producing content since 2015. And we've been working on core web vitals factors for this blog. And we've been seeing a nice uptick in, you know, you know, positioning, position rank. But like all of a sudden with this core update, like 300 blog posts that had never seen any traffic in over a year just popped out of nowhere. We were actually thinking about removing some of these blog posts. But with these kind of these content-related updates, you, you start to see that like you have good authoritative content. It wasn't performing at one point, but now it just suddenly swings into motion. Yeah, we've been sitting here saying core web vitals are coming, get ready, core web vitals, core web vitals. Search Metrics did the study with their founder, Marcus Tober, who realized that something like 96% of websites weren't meeting Google standards for Core Web Vitals. Seemed like this was a, a really big, scary thing to deal with. And Core Web Vitals rolled out. What did Google do? They launched a broad core update. 
And now nobody knows if Core Web Vitals was working or if they need to optimize it or not. So we're going to have to come back and check back in on this when the rollout is complete. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor to search metrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his website, which is jordancooney.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions, your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing, insights in your podcast feed we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week so hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day all right that's it for today but until next time remember the answers are always in the data 